Why do people commit fraud? Welcome to Mark and Pete. Here's a thought. Choosing a life of fraud is a path that's flawed. As you then plot and plant your way, but your big reward is answering to our Lord when you face him on Judgment Day. Yes, think about it. Can you ever get away with fraud? Well, there are a number of examples where people have chosen that um, unscrupulous path. Here's a few examples. Well, former Premier League defender has just been jailed for defrauding his friends, family and associates out of £8 million in a pyramid scheme. Yes, ex-Charlton Athletic player Richard Rufus was found guilty of fraud, money laundering as well, and carrying out regular related activity without authorization. Extraordinary. This is a person who, incidentally, was very well paid, had a lot of money himself, and yet chose to defraud many people who trusted him. Clergyman Pete, I ask you, what actually, in your mind, prompts somebody to take that path? Well, here here we have uh, a, a basic issue, I think, of morality. So, uh, business and market. If I could just take the religious angle for a moment and say, well, in the Bible, in the Ten Commandments, we have the Tenth Commandment being, "Thou shalt not covet." Um, covet just means to desire, but in this commandment, it means covet things that belong to someone else. It says, "Do not covet your neighbour's ass and or anything else that belongs to him." He goes on to say, so this coveting, uh, desiring things that are yours, uh, is behind a lot of other sins. And things like theft or fraud, I guess, is a, is a form of theft, uh, The um, uh, comes from this basic desire. But the Bible goes on to say uh, that you really can only put the blame if you committing sin, so having been tempted because you covet when you sin, you don't want to blame for yourself. This is from the New Testament, from James chapter 1. And it says, verse 14, each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. You see, this way, if you follow down this route, you're tempted to commit fraud, therefore you commit fraud. It ends in destruction and, you know, it can ruin your life, can ruin your reputation, can ruin your family's lives. Uh, I don't think that's the whole story, but I would say just from a religious point of view, that's it. Uh, I know there's a, there's quite a, there's a, a common trinity of, uh, of um, fraud that's often promulgated, different, different organizations have put them out, that you commit fraud because pressure, opportunity, justification i don't know if you've come across these three terms and and so you can be under pressure because i mean maybe maybe you've lost money in some way may you've been off maybe maybe you've been off sick for some time i mean that's i believe there's been quite a illness around over the past few years and so that puts pressure on you and so you commit fraud there's opportunity maybe you know there's nothing wrong you don't particularly need to do it but you um you just see I could just take that money. And so uh, maybe it's because of uh, of a weakness in supervision during accounting, this sort of thing. Uh, Or justification. There's an easy way for you to rationalise the dishonesty. Well, I'm doing this because, um, well, I need it 
to pay someone they won't get paid if I don't do it. Or even if you're defrauding a big organization or the government, you say, well, they won't miss it. So yeah. it's, it becomes justified. Now, any one of those is enough. You've got all three pressure, opportunity and justification. Many people are going to be fraudsters. So I, I, I think that's a, sort of a, a, a rounded look at why people commit fraud. Yeah. Doesn't truly justify it, though. No, it doesn't. And uh, one of the things going back to the case with Richard Rufus, the Crown Prosecution Service described Rufus's actions as selfish, adding that the footballer used his status as a professional athlete and a respected church member to scam his victims. The principle being is that you could say that pretty much that he was like a sort of a wolf in sheep's clothing. People sort of saw him in one light, but actually he was really somebody who had... Um, uh, a different uh, agenda. But here's the thing in business, of course, if we put that sort of lens on uh, fraud, we've seen this um, happen many, many times. People sort of perhaps being guilty of insider trading. We've also seen the recent times where the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange FTX has, uh, has really been um, uh, under scrutiny as well. Now, of course, what this means is, is that the person who'd set it up, Mr. Bankman-Fried, has been um, uh, charged with cheating investors, committing fraud. Now, cryptocurrency is a controversy in itself, and we won't go down that road. But the crucial point here is, is that whenever you create um, a scam or if you create something in business where you're, you're ruining uh, not just those investors that uh, you've defrauded, but you've also got the consequence as well beyond that. That's the friends, the families, the trust, the relationships that all fit there. And what you're really creating is an ecosystem um, of fraud. Now, many people have seen this with the pyramid schemes and the Ponzi schemes and many other things, whether they be in real estate, banking and, and many other areas of business. But, yes, I think that one of the things that often people um, are guilty of from and again, this is just one lens and one perspective is the point of status. And I was interested in that in the sense that you can hide behind status if you think of the Robert Maxwell side where um, this is going back into the, the 1980s when this is a man a media mogul magnet that basically had access to a wealth of funds particularly on the pension side and yet uh, as we saw and people just still to this day are still not learning their lessons that people in the highest power sometimes perhaps need to be under closer scrutiny so I, I think that, uh, yeah, status is definitely one of the things. And you're right about, certainly on the other side, that um, people are finding it difficult today. You know, energy bills are, are certainly astronomical. People need to find funds, and so they find ways out. But, Claire Pete, I come back to my initial address, which is, at the end of the day, it comes back to that you will face that point on Judgment Day. There is no escape, is there? You might escape the law if you've been fortunate enough to get away with it. But you're not going to escape the Lord, are you? Uh, no, you, you're not going to escape the Lord. I, I mean, I think it's it's pretty certain that you're, you're not really going to escape the law either. I mean, if you, if you keep going and once you've committed fraud and got away with it, are you going to stop? Uh, and I, I think that that is a problem, that if you keep on going, you're going to slip up. Someone's going to catch you out. But yes, in the end, it's just simply wrong. It's dishonest. You're stealing. And in, uh, the, it is 
as it's, it says in the Bible, it is given for man once to die and then the judgment. And uh, the judgment comes to uh, all of us. And um, when you've, if you've committed fraud, you're certainly not uh, going to get away with it. So if you are committing fraud, it's best to stop it now. So if you're yeah. listening to this, as, ah, yes, there's that thing that, no, stop it now. Uh, you need to repent of it and you need to, I suppose, uh, if possible, pay back what you've defrauded uh, because, uh, oh, you say, well, that might cause me to get into trouble. Yes, but think about if you're keeping it, you're holding on to the spoils of your sin. So have you really, really repented? You've got to yeah. think about, I, I think people need to invest in the future and that includes investing in the future for this life and the life to come. Yes. Well, of course, the other thing is, is that if you find yourself in this position where you think you're going down this path and even contemplating it, that is the trigger, surely, to reach out for help. Is that not the case? And that's whether that be an advisor, a confidant or something like that, or even, dare I say, the clergy, where they can help you. Because presumably, as you've already said, that, that once you start going down a path, if you have limited success at the beginning, the further down you go, the worse it will yes. get. Um, but what, what would your guidance be to anyone who is at the beginning of this process? Yeah. Well, yes, I, I think that there's two things to say one is yes talking it through with someone uh, talking through with your local priest or pastor uh that you're suffering from this temptation or you've you know you've just started and whatever uh they they are they are sworn to secrecy so they're not going to be revealing your um your sins to the world but there are various techniques that you can put into place spiritually speaking to try and avoid sin of course in the end it comes down to the human heart so uh, techniques only get you uh, so far but um uh the other thing that I would, that I would say um is this if you've just started down that route uh if you're in the position where you think well I need help to stop this uh, you know because of pressure because of uh I can easily justify it in, uh, because uh of it, it's unable to do you know those that uh, trifecta or trinity of fraud because of that case uh it, it's difficult to stop then and this is a thing that I've say to so many people that it doesn't occur to them um and that is this when you're in that difficult spot the person who can help you most to give you strength is God himself so if you have any sort of faith in God in that moment pray about it you know when you're sinning is the best time to pray god can help you out and in fact in scripture it says god will you not you're not subject to any temptation that is not common to man but god will always give you a way out so uh, it's always a way out so always pray and uh, the the final thing is this if you're in that situation again and you're just starting down that route you know, um, it, it is uh, obviously what i'm going to say is you need to stop straight away but there's there's something more that you can do and that is you can make yourself accountable you can uh, in telling the priest or maybe it's a, a pastor or a friend that you trust that you've been doing this and say i'm going to report back to you next week then you give yourself some sort of accountability and it may be even finally that you can help out your employer and say, look, I was looking at this and I see there's an easy possibility for fraud here, but you may want to tie that up. Yes. No, that's a... You may even win out by uh, being honest about this. 
Well, indeed, yeah. And of course, uh, what we should ask as open up is um, to our listeners, have they been a victim of fraud? You know, we'd love to hear from them. Yeah. So uh, I'll leave it for you to close out. Yes, yeah, so let's close out for this week because we do want to hear from you. Let us know this is how, how you do it. Go to markandpete.com. Just simply make sure you're subscribed and you can leave a comment. Please do on this and every episode. But uh, for Mark and myself, it's bye for now. Catch you next time on the next exciting installment of Mark and Pete. Bye. Bye for now. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.